Welcome in to 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and as always, I'm excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you here on the show, and I really mean it this time, in, in all senses of that intro, because I am excited about today's topic. It is about Colorado Rockies baseball, and it is one of the very few things that I think Colorado Rockies fans can in earnest, with no amount of purple-tinted glasses or squinting your eyes, looking at it a certain way, you know, no amount of needing the Drew Creaseman therapy to, to help you see it, you know, and feel a little bit better about it, get excited about it. Today we're talking about Ezekiel Tovar. And, you know, I, I did this poll on Twitter, shouted out there and, and just said, which one of these young Rockies players are you most excited for? Michael Tolia, who I think there's a lot. We, we've done an entire podcast about him when he made his debut earlier in the year and a lot to get excited about there. You all know that coming into this season, uh, Elegris Montero was my guy and is still somebody that I think has a, a chance to be a massive impact bat on this team. He you know, is kind of getting buried a little bit here at the end of the season, and I've got more thoughts on that when we do his podcast and, and when I write about him. But but this is the Ezekiel Tovar show. Uh, he won the poll comfortably. Uh, right now, he had like 50% of the vote. The other two were... And then, of course, there was there was a fourth option for other, you know, some people were, you know, does Drew Romo or Zach Veen really fit into this? And, and I didn't include them in the poll because they're a little bit further away. I was wanted to focus a little more on guys who've already made their debuts, but I didn't want that fourth person to get crushed in the poll, so I didn't want to throw. Like, Justin Lawrence, I think, is somebody who you could very reasonably be very excited about, but he's probably not going to inspire, you know, a, a reliever who right now is still having his ups and downs. It probably isn't going to get you as excited as these everyday guys who look like they have a chance to be opening day starters next year, right? And I think all three of them, by the way, do. We've talked a little bit about the roster math, about how to make that work, especially with Montero, the DH, Blackman and Crone, all of that. Again, more conversation for further down the line. But let's let's do this. Who is Ezekiel Tovar? Uh, a lot of you know some, if not most of this, but let's go over it, right? This, this is when it's really fun to do these lookbacks, figure out this guy. Uh, he was born, uh, not not really, but seriously, uh, he was born August 1st, uh, 2001. The, the, that's the reason why I bring it up, just to make us all feel a little bit, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was my, that's got to be my freshman year of high school. Yeah, I would have been going right into my freshman year of high school as Ezekiel Tovar was born. That puts him at 21 years of age as of a month and about 27 days ago, again, as I am recording this. Most of you, again, saw this graphic going out everywhere, but that is, of course, worth repeating that it makes him the third youngest Colorado Rockies player to make his major league debut. And, you know, I had actually done the math for assuming that he would make his major league debut on opening day of next year, and that was still going to make him one of the younger players in history. It was going to put him a little bit closer to, like, the Troy Tulowitzki timeline but but he's he's beaten him by far now if you look at that list of guys who debuted super young not a lot of them panned out real great right Jamie Wright had a a decent career but even he didn't quite become 
what a lot of people were hoping after you know a, a promising start to his career but that's all in the future that's all for future speculation right what has this kid's journey been so far well, he was one of these guys that the colorado rockies picked up and this has been a thing that they've done a lot with um international draft money but not going after the big huge you know million plus uh signing bonuses with these guys that are just under a million seen as as pretty decent young players but and it's always kind of weird when you're talking about this a lot of these guys are 16 years old you know this is we talk about the difference between college players and high school players in the draft and and now you're going another step beyond that and and you're talking about signing some of these guys when they're 16 years old which was exactly how old Ezekiel Tovar was in 2018 when he played his first bit of professional baseball for the Colorado Rockies out there in their Dominican League uh, they've done this with players like Raimel Tapia, Antonio Sensatella, uh, and they've gotten some, as you can, you know, even from those names, it, uh, uh, people feel all kinds of ways about Tapia, whatever, but they've, they've gotten some pretty interesting and good production from here. Obviously, Tovar has a chance to be really the star of this concept, but he, he began pretty well uh, with, uh, he, he hit 262, he on base 369, he didn't slug for anything, 354. So hardly any slugging at all. He was a skinny, athletic shortstop who looked like he was going to be a tremendous defender, right? And there are a lot of those that come out of the Dominican, and that doesn't diminish their ability, but it's always this separating factor, right? The, the defense and athleticism were there, and they were there from a very early age, and he showed them off that first year at 16 years old. He also showed some some bat-to-ball skills and, and an ability to get on base and even, oddly enough, pretty good patience for a young hitter, uh, walking 14% of the time as a 16-year-old. But the next couple of years, he would repeat at age 17 in uh, at rookie level, and he hit all right, but he, he didn't really grow much. Basically, the same numbers uh, the next year, uh, but down just a little bit across the board. Uh, but the Rockies were still seeing enough in him that they decided to go ahead and send him stateside, get him introduced to low A ball, where he really didn't hit, right? He hit 249 on base 304, 313. So it was a WRC plus of 80. Right before that, it had been a 94 in the Dominican. Before that, a 115. So he was getting worse and worse with the bat, Right. So now he's got two years of professional baseball, 16 and 17, and he looks like a guy who can really field maybe he's not going to hit. And I got to tell you folks, as someone who's watched quite a bit of minor league baseball, there are a lot of those guys. There are a lot of them. I could, and I'm not going to, name you six or seven in the Rockies system that I've seen over the years. Just guys with tremendous fielding ability, but they, they can't hit. And, and when you can't hit, you know, in, in single A, in high A, in double A, then you're really not going to be able to hang when you face major league pitching, right? So a lot of these guys just never even make it to the bigs. And so around this time in 2019, because his athleticism and defense were so good and because there was still a, a contact and kind of feel at the plate ability about Tovar, some people were maybe seeing him as a kind of fringy prospect certainly not a top prospect for the Rockies and certainly 
not a top prospect in baseball, but he, you know, had two years of, of pro ball under his belt at this point. And then in 2020, well, guess what? Uh, like everybody else, the, the world stopped. And if you weren't a professional, a major league professional baseball player that year, uh, you didn't play. And Tovar, right along with everybody else, had his entire uh, 2020 campaign wiped out. Uh, so his age 18 season, gone, right? Tough, tough year for your development. But he comes back in 2021, and the Rockies still seeing the potential there, push him forward and, and land him in regular A ball. This is back when it was still low A, high A. It was right before they, they changed all that out, right? And so he's in A ball. And he gets his WRC plus back up to the 119. But here's the kicker. 11 home runs, 510 slugging percentage in 72 games. 11 home runs isn't obviously enormous, but he had hit two total in the the two professional seasons he had had before. And those were both uh, stateside as well. He didn't hit any home runs in the Dominican he hit two in low A ball over 55 games. Then in 72 games, 2021, back after, I, I guess, maybe getting in some weight work in that season he didn't have, 11 homers, right? This is what catches the eye of the baseball world because it had looked like even if the bat was going to develop, and you've all seen him now, he's not a huge guy, it was probably going to be as a slappy, singles-hitting Guy, so so his floor still seemed decent, but his ceiling seemed pretty low until he hit these 11 home runs and really showed that he was going to develop some power. He also hit 309 that year. You know, that, that was a really, really good uh, season for him there in A ball, so much that he got promoted mid year. Uh, again, this is last year when he really started uh, catching people's eyes and hit another four home runs. This all of a sudden meant that Tovar's profile went from gold glove caliber defender who may never hit enough to make the big leagues to gold glove caliber defender who not only may be able to have his bat land and land him at the big leagues, but he may have some pop in there. So he's not just going to be a contact guy. He could be a, a 15 to, to 20 home run guy for his big league club eventually one day, which is a huge shift in what the profile looked like before and why he started to kind of maybe at the beginning uh, or at the end of last year start popping up on some list, but he still wasn't really seen as a top 100 prospect. He he wasn't uh, going into this season on the main one, on MLB Pipeline. He was not in their top 100. He was just outside on the very first one that they did, right? But the Rockies clearly were seeing something with this guy. They sent him to Arizona Fall League. They brought him into spring training. They gave him a bunch of looks at spring training, and he showed out at spring training. He was really the, the talk of the ball club, this last spring down in Phoenix and he was hitting home runs. He was playing great defense. He was doing it against major league pitching. He was really looking like he belonged and you got to be careful about the spring training thing, but it just felt like here's a kid that's ready to put all kinds of talent together and go off. And my friends, let me tell you that that is what happened. He got off to a blisteringly hot start in double a, uh, what was 
hitting the ball all over the field. Had, was having walk-off home runs, and grand slams and stuff. Uh, he's hitting, uh, by the end of it, he played 66 games of double-A, hit 318, 386, slugged 554, a, a career-high 153 WRC+, plus, 13 home runs, 47 ribbies, 17 stolen bases. I hadn't talked about his stolen bases yet. He had 20 four combined across the the two uh, seasons before so the the speed is there the base running ability is there the driving the ball to all different parts of the park is there you know the the strikeout rate had always been relatively low this year 21 percent he is there there's a free swingingness and we've seen it already at the big league level right and we'll talk about that in a minute but also the 8.5 percent walk rate so an ability to to take his walk when he needs to do so and really became one of the best hitters in double a baseball for quite some time and again this is going along with the fact that the one skill we always knew that he had was this tremendous defense. And so throughout the last year, you've seen him go from just outside of the top 100 to just inside of the top 100 to in the 50s to I think the last time I saw him in the most updated ranking on MLB Pipeline. Yeah, he's 28th, right? So that is what they call a meteoric rise. And and again, this is a guy that a year and a half ago when people were talking about the Rockies farm system being absolutely terrible and dreadful, they weren't getting any credit for having this guy. And he was there, he was there and and they were developing him and he was making their system better. And he's going to be exciting to watch now. But again, it's one of those things of just remembering that that's another one of the reasons why you got to take those farm system rankings with a little bit of a grain of salt. So Again, as most of you know, he ended up getting hurt uh, a little bit this year, uh, and, but it was, it was a little thing. He's just out for a couple of weeks. He comes back. He only plays five games at AAA. Appeared to be hanging around just fine. He hit a homer, uh, drove in a couple of runs. He was hitting 333, on basing 391, slugging 476 for a 120 WRC plus five games. But what? A, and and what's wild is. Rocky said, "That's that's it. That's good enough. He's healthy. We we know the talent is there. We're going to challenge him at the big league level." And it's it's been a while since the Rockies have done that. And you know, there there are varying their success stories, like David Dahl, who went very very quickly through AAA, and then you know had a, had a great couple of years before injuries, unfortunately, very much derailed him. Uh, you know, you've got the Eddie Butler side where it just never panned out for that guy who was arguably rushed to the big leagues and, and any number of things in between, right? But I think the Rockies were right here to say, let's get him the taste of the speed of the game, of the feel of the game, because this is a guy who's coming into his own. He's had a very confident year. Obviously, these games don't matter as much, right? I, 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 they they all matter. They all matter to something, and in some ways, I, I hate when people say these games don't matter. They do, but they certainly don't matter the same as if you were in a pennant race or you're fighting for a wild card spot or what have you, right? So Tovar comes up. He's played in four games so far, and he's shown us a little bit of what he can do. Again, most people saw this. He became first player in Rockies history. I think only the second ever to get base hits on the first two pitches that he saw in the big leagues. Uh, you know, that first one was right down the pipe, and he, he just had to laser it back up the middle. And you go, yeah, okay, way to be ready. He's an aggressive swinger. That makes sense. Kind of funny that it happened that way. First pitch, 
batting a thousand, the whole thing. Those, those stories are fun. It's a, but the second one uh, was a little bit more of a, a go get them hit. And, and <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was like, oh, man, uh, this guy got to swing at every pitch. that he. But of course, you know, small sample sizes. But boy, it was just an injection of energy to see him come out and do that. Get the two base hits and his first two at bats on the first two pitches that he saw in the big leagues. And, uh, you know, since then, he's got two more, drawn a couple of walks. That's it, right? Still looking for his first extra base hit. Though he's hit the ball hard several times. He's been, uh, you know, not little bleeders and dribblers or, or infield hits, which he's going to have some of those in his career. As you've seen, he can he can move a little bit. But these have been line drive, solid line drive hits, right? That if they were in the gap a little bit more, if they are down the line a little bit more, it would be extra base hits. But he hasn't leaned on one and shown you at the big league level yet other than seeing the exit velocity on these line drives. But you can see where the torque comes from. If you're watching the way he pulls his hands, how quick his hands are, the torque that he generates with that tiny little body of his, like he's he's going to pop some. I do wonder if, you know, the the ultimate projection, the, I, I should say the early projections on his frame, uh, limiting his, his power despite the fact that we've seen some moments where he, he kind of goes off with the power, you know, it's still a big ballpark at Coors. You, as much as, yes, some of the thin air can help you a little bit. And as much as, you know, being a right-handed hitter, I think who's going to be able to turn on the ball. It's easier for, for righties to hit home runs to left field at Coors than it is for lefties to hit home runs to right field to, to pull the ball out, right? Because of the high scoreboard in right. But... I think he's going to have those those moments. I could still see him having a ceiling as kind of like a 15 home run guy, never really being someone who gets into the 20s. But if he's a guy who hits consistently 15 or 16 home runs, but can bat 290 and up, can on base really well, that's something he's shown throughout his career. We have seen it already. I've actually, as much as I've been impressed with the four singles he's had so far, I got to tell you, his two walks may have been my favorite at bats that he's taken so far this season. They were against good pitchers. I'm trying to remember who the other one was against, but one was um, uh, Darvish, right? Or was the other one Mike Clevenger? Was it? Yeah, the, the Clevenger at bat was really good. And because you know, he, he, like, he fouled off a couple of tough pitches. It's it basically, it sounds really simple, right? But you want to swing at strikes and you want to look at balls. <laughs> that sounds like really obvious and simple. That's just one of the most difficult things to do at this level when you're out there, especially when you're a rookie, right? Like, if you swing and you foul it off and it was just outside of the zone, you can live with that. But when you're chasing a little bit too much and when you're looking at stuff that's in the zone, that's what you want to kind of try to avoid a little bit. And it was just one of those at-bats where he was firing at the right pitches, he was letting the right ones go, he wasn't trying to force the issue, and he just took what came to him. And that's the kind of thing that a lot of times it takes young players quite a bit of time uh, to learn how to get into that. You know, I think it's something that Brendan Rodgers has struggled with throughout his career. And I think he would tell you that. And I, and I think he would tell you that when he's doing well, which he has now for, for quite a bit of a time here this season, it's when he's, as they say, letting the game come to him, not trying to force the issue. You know, take what the pitcher will give you. Wait for the mistake. And if the mistake happens to be pitch one, you saw Ezekiel Tovar's ready to hit it. Because it, it was, it was just, hey, look, it was fastball right down the middle. I got a swing. It's exactly what he got. And he put his bat on the ball 
I just love the approach. I love the package. I love the athleticism here. I really think he's got a chance to be a star player, but in a unique, well, yeah, I guess in a unique way for today's game, because I I don't think, I don't think he's going to be a 30 home run guy. You know, he's not going to be Trevor Story or Troy Tulowitzki in those, those guys were like 6'2", you know, they hit, had real 30 home run power, could anchor the middle of your lineup and at their best, you know, could be considered some of the best hitters in baseball when they were really going. I think Tovar's going to be more of a contact guy that has good, not great pop. I think he's going to bring a a solid on-base component of taking his walk. I think he's going to be a really good base runner for the team. And then I think he's going to win gold gloves. So the question's going to be, what are the X factors? What are the dynamics that he can bring that, you know, do all of those things together amalgamate, if you will, to a five or six or seven war player in the future? And I think that could be, that, that could very much be in the cards for him. But again, a lot of that's going to be on, uh, you know, from his defense and from being just a, a pretty good hitter. A pretty, pretty darn good hitter. There's the chance he could develop into that star. But if you're asking me of these guys, you know, which is going to be the, the 30 home run guy of the future, Tolia Montero, much better bets to, to get you 30 home runs in the future. You know, but is 2020... Now, homers, stolen bases. Do we care about stolen bases anymore? What is Tovar going to be able to do in a league where the bases are bigger and you only get two pickoff attempts? The, the whole speed element is suddenly going to return to the game, and that's going to be very interesting to see how much he can contribute there as well. But the Rockies have something that they haven't had in, in quite a while in Tovar as well, which is somebody who can kind of do everything. You know, and while it was never, say, like a problem that Nolan Arenado wasn't a great base runner, right? <laughs> like, like, okay, dude, that was really like the only thing in his profile he didn't do well. He wasn't always a super great on base guy. He was always a low strikeout guy. He didn't love taking his walks and, and he would rather swing at the pitch out of the zone to drive in the run, which I totally 100% respect, right? As opposed to the Joey Votto method, which is like, just take your walk, dude. Um, so there, there's, you know, a debate on, on philosophies there, but these guys that can do everything, there's good contact skill, there's good power, there's good defense, there's a great arm, there's good running. There's, there's no element of the game where you go, ah, man, I wish it had been somebody else in that spot. Like we're we're very rarely, right? We're like balls hitting the gap and Nolan Arenado is on first base. And so he only gets to third instead of scoring a run. And you just go, ah, man, if any, if any, anyone else had been on base there, right? Tovar is going to be a guy where you're never like, oh man, I wish the ball had been hit to somebody else. Oh man, I wish somebody else had been on base. Oh man, I wish somebody else had been at the plate. I think in any of those scenarios, you're going to feel like he gives you a good chance to succeed. And let's all, of course, still remember that he's he's only 21 years old. So really, as much as I'm pumping the brakes here at the end on being like, let's let's not you know, project superstardom on day six for this guy there is the sky is the limit the sky is absolutely the limit when you have all of these tools all of these skills 
and you're you're still so young and experience against the best in the world is often what makes or breaks these guys what what determines whether or not you can fulfill all of the potential of your athleticism and your hand-eye coordination and uh, your your preparation and all of those other things is whether or not you can mentally hang with the big boys on the grind and if that is something that Tovar can prove to do he's going to be a rocky for a very very long time and he's going to be a fan favorite starting probably now but you know for the wider fan base for the the fan base at large i give it over under a month in the next season before He's one of the more popular selling jerseys He's that you see around town. He's he's the talk of the town. I, he's going to be in Rookie of the Year conversations next year. I'll, I'll bet you anything. Again, if he's healthy and all of that stuff. But there's just a lot going in the right direction for Tovar right now. His approach to the game. Uh, you know, there have been several little defensive plays I've seen that he either hasn't done quite yet or little things that he has done that I just go, man, once you get comfortable. It reminds me a lot of Trevor Story's first year on defense. And people were asking, like, is this guy going to be any good as a defender? Because he, he was a little iffy about a couple of things. He would make some mistakes. But that's just rookiedom. Man, that's, that's just being a rookie in Major League Baseball. But once you iron those things out and really let his, his skills fly, he's, he's going to do some special things out there. And I am, as much as I... Was hoping that that Tolian Montero would do a little better in that poll. I, I I can't disagree with the fan base for being kind of over the moon about this guy right now, because it's it's the real deal, and it's it's been a minute since the Rockies have had one of these, let alone a, a few of them at the same time to get excited about. So that's pretty cool, and a season that's pretty dark and frustrating and and awful to have this going on right now for these last couple of games to watch. So. Let me know what you think about the future of Ezekiel Tovar, where you've got him projected. What do you think his uh, potential output for next season and, and then just for his career? Or, or Yeah, let, let's go crazy with it. Let, let's have fun. Let's keep talking to Ezekiel Tovar out there on Twitter. Or you can always slide into my DMs and ask me about the private Discord channel. I appreciate you all for being absolutely awesome out there. You know that I... We'll continue being absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.